ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد سنادن we have reached the section that is talking about the issue of iman al imanu qawlun wa amal iman is statements and actions qawl al muallif rahimahullah wal imanu qawlun bil lisan wa amalun bil arkan وعقد بالجنان يزيد بالطاعة وينقص بالعصيان قال الله تعالى وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا الله مخلصين له الدين حنفاء ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة وذلك دين القيمة هيساز إيمان is statements of the tongue and actions of the limbs and belief in the heart. Iman, it is those affairs. Belief in the heart, statements of the tongue and actions of the limbs. That is one of the easiest ways to explain it. And many of the scholars, they explain it in that way. That iman consists of, it includes belief of the heart, statements of the tongue, and actions of the limbs. And it increases with worship to Allah, the more you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more your iman increases. And it decreases by sinning. The more you sin, the more your iman decreases. So this is one of the principal beliefs of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah regarding this issue of iman. Iman isn't just belief in the heart. It is belief in the heart, iman in the heart, but also it includes the statements of your tongue and the actions of your limbs. Iman is belief and statements and actions. All of that is iman. So, when we talk about iman, we are talking about the actions and the worship and the obedience also. Some of the people of innovation claim that actions are not from Iman. But this is incorrect. Al-Imam al-Bukhari mentioned that he met over a thousand scholars. Al-Imam al-Bukhari says he met over a thousand scholars. All of them agreed upon the fact 
that Iman is statements and actions. And in one narration of it, that it increases with obedience and decreases with disobedience. Your worship is a part of your Iman. Your actions that you do is a part of your Iman. That's why Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُضِيعَ إِمَانَكُمْ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not allow your Iman to go to waste. What does it mean that Allah would not allow your Iman to go to waste? Because when the Muslims used to pray originally, they used to pray in what direction? Towards Jerusalem. That was the Qibla direction originally, towards Jerusalem. That's the direction they used to face to pray. Then the revelation came from Allah changing the Qibla direction to the Kaaba. So you had to face towards Mecca. When that revelation came down, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent a man to go and tell them in Masjid Quba. Masjid Quba, the famous mosque in Medina, on the outs of Medina. Masjid Quba, they were praying at the time. And the Prophet ﷺ received this revelation that the direction of Qibla has changed, of the prayer has changed from Jerusalem towards Mecca instead. So the man was sent and when he got to Masjid Quba, they had already started their prayer, their jama'ah, their congregation. So he shouted to them, announced whilst they were in prayer that the Qibla direction has changed from Jerusalem towards Mecca. So in the prayer when they heard this, the imam and everybody in that congregation changed direction towards Mecca and carried on praying. The sahaba, they asked the Prophet wasallam that now the direction has changed. We are no longer praying towards the old direction of Jerusalem. We are now praying to the direction of the Kaaba. But some of us, they said, some of our colleagues, our brothers, some of our brothers died before this revelation came. The ones who already passed away. So the ones who already passed away, they never got a chance to pray towards the new direction of the Kaaba. All of their prayers would have been towards Jerusalem. They died before the revelation came to change it. So they came to the Prophet ﷺ asking him, what about them and their prayers? They never prayed towards this new direction. All they ever did was the old direction. So what's going to happen to their prayers? Will they still get the reward? What's going to happen to that? So then the ayah was revealed that Allah will not allow your iman to go to waste. Which iman is being spoken about? Those ones who passed away, their prayers that they used to pray to the old direction, they will still count. They will get the reward of it. But the point is, 
Allah said your iman will not go to waste in the Quran. Didn't say your prayers, your old prayers will not go to waste. Iman will not go to waste. But what was intended by the word iman, the prayers. So therefore the prayers are a part of your iman. And prayer is obviously a physical action. That proves to you that your physical actions are a part of iman. Other narrations that prove that your physical actions, your obedience, your worship are from iman. Like the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At-tahur shatrul iman. Wa-tahara shatrul iman. That purification, at-tahur, purification is half of iman. Purification like wudu, like ghusl. The Prophet sallallahu says that is half of your iman. Purification is half of your iman. Purification, wudu, ghusl, etc. Is it a physical act of worship or not? It is a physical act of worship. And the Prophet ﷺ tells us that these physical acts of worship are half of your iman. They are part of your iman. So that is again proving that our physical worship and our physical actions are indeed a part of iman. Another proof that highlights that iman, it incorporates actions. The hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, Al-Iman bid'un wa sab'un shu'ba a'laha qawlu la ilaha illa Allah wa adanaha imatatul adha anit tariq wal-haya'u shu'batun min al-Iman. The Prophet ﷺ said in one narration that Iman is Sixty-odd or seventy-odd levels. The authentic narration. That Iman is sixty-odd or seventy-odd levels. Sixty-odd or seventy-odd levels. The highest of them is the statement, La ilaha illallah. أَعْلَاهَا قَوْلُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ That is the highest level of Iman. وَأَدْنَاهَا And the lowest level of it, إِمَاطَةُ الْأَذَى عَنِ الطَّرِيقِ To remove some harm from the pathway. You see some rocks in the pathway, you see some thorns in the pathway, some nails, some glass, some other obstruction. So you remove those items from the pathway so people who come after you, they won't get harmed by them. Removing that harm out of the pathway is an act which the Prophet ﷺ explained in this hadith is an act of iman. To remove those harmful things, the rocks, the glass, whatever it is, out of the pathway so people who come after you, they don't get harmed by that. That is an act of iman, the Prophet ﷺ said. When you remove those things out of the pathway, imatatul adha, is it a physical act you're gonna do or not? A physical act. So again, proving that our physical actions are a part of our iman. That physical actions are a part of our iman.
These are physical acts that we do and they have been termed as being from Iman. So actions are no doubt from Iman. Statements, what do we mean by statements being from Iman? You have the obvious like we just mentioned now, أَعْلَاهَ قَوْلُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ The highest level of Iman is the statement, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ The shahada. And the shahada, is it something you have to pronounce upon the tongue, say it upon the tongue or not? It is. That is an utterance of the statement. You utter the statement, you say the statement. This is statement of the tongue. La ilaha illallah. And that is why if a person wants to enter into Islam, then it is the statement of the shahada you must pronounce with your belief. You can't just say, I believe everything, I accept everything. And then somebody says, okay, say la ilaha illallah. You say, I don't want to say that though. I believe it all. Everything you've told me, tawheed, everything, I believe it. But he refuses to say la ilaha illallah. And he doesn't enter into Islam. Must enter with the statement of the La ilaha illallah as well. And then the action upon it and the belief of it. All of those things. So that is the statement that is part of your iman. The shahada. As for the belief, then the belief in the heart. It is of all of the various issues we're going to come and discuss now. Regarding belief in Allah, belief in the angels, belief in the prophets, belief in the books, belief in the day of judgment, belief in the decree. All of that is from the belief of Iman. So here Allah said in the Quran, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَافًا That they were not commanded, the people, us, we were not commanded except to do what? لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءً To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon sincerity of religion to Him. حُنَفَاءً upon tawheed. وَيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ وَيُؤْتُوا الزَّكَاةِ And to establish the prayer and to give the zakah. وَذَلِكَ دِينُ الْقَيِّمَةِ And that is the upright religion. فَجَعَلَ عِبَادَةَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَإِخْلَاصَ الْقَلْبِ وَإِقَامَ الصَّلَاةِ وَإِتَاءَ الزَّكَاةِ كُلَّهُ مِنَ الدِّينِ So Allah has made the sincerity of worship, the sincerity of your heart, your worship being done purely for the sake of Allah, and the establishment of the prayer and the giving of the zakat, all of that is from the religion. And the Prophet ﷺ said, الْإِيمَانُ بِذُعٌ وَسَبْعُونَ شَعْبًا أَعْلَاهَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ أَوْ شَهَادَةُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَدَنَاهَ إِمَاطَةُ الْأَذَى عَنِ الطَّرِيقِ Iman is 70 odd levels, the highest of them is the shahada, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ and the lowest of them is to remove some harm from the pathway. And that is a hadith which is in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. فَجَعَلَ الْقَوْلَ وَالْعَمَلَ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ So statements and actions are all from Iman. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانًا There is an ayah, because this is the second point to mention as well now. 
First point is that we understand Iman is belief of the heart, statements of the tongue, actions of the limbs. All of that is from Iman. The second point to understand is that Iman increases and decreases. Iman increases and decreases. And that is something again which is proven in the Quran and the Sunnah. That the Iman of a person increases sometimes, and his Iman is strong. And the Iman of a person may decrease at other times, and his Iman is weak. That is also proven in the Quran and the Sunnah. For example, in the Quran, in Surah Ali Imran, it mentions, فَزَادَهُمْ imana. Allah says, their Iman increased. It increased their iman. This indicates very clearly that iman increases. The fact that Allah is telling us their iman was increased. And just like this ayah, there are many other ayat. imana. It mentions in other parts, so that they can increase in their iman. So there are ayat of the Qur'an. And there are ahadith. All which prove that the iman of a person increases. When the ayat of the Qur'an are recited, then a person's iman increases. When a person does worship and obedience, you can see how your iman increases. And that's why when it comes to Ramadan, especially and the people strive harder and they work harder, in worship and prayer and Qur'an and fasting, you feel how your iman is stronger. Because you're doing more worship. You're worshipping Allah more, you're praying more properly. The taraweeh, the night prayer, the five prayers, you're reading the Qur'an a lot more. You're doing your worship a lot more, and so you feel the strength of your iman at that time. Compared to the rest of the year when people get lazy and they don't read the Qur'an, and they never pray the night prayer, and they never fast, then you may well experience your iman being weaker. But when it comes to Ramadan, everybody experiences that boost and that strength in the iman. So worship, the more worship you do, the more obedience to Allah you do, the more your iman increases and strengthens. And the more sinning you do, if you sin, and you disobey, and you do wrong, then this decreases your iman. The more wrong a person does, the more sin a person does, the more your iman decreases. So that's why the people who do sins, they carry on doing sins, they, can't do, they start doing major sins, then you see them, they're not practicing their religion barely. They hardly pray or come to the mosque, they hardly come to lessons, hardly do anything. And that is the weakness of their iman and the sins that they carry on doing, making their iman weaker and weaker. So if you want stronger iman, then start doing worship more. Start making sure about your prayers and the Qur'an and the ahadith, reading them, practicing them, dhikr, dua. The more you do that, the more your iman it increases. So iman it increases and it decreases. One of the evidences that iman decreases... The hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he mentioned إِذَا رَأَ أَحَدُكُمُ الْمُنْكَرِ If any of you sees an evil فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ بِيَدِهِ 
فإن لم يستطع فبلسانه فإن لم يستطع فبقلبه وذلك أضعف الإيمان Whomsoever sees an evil Whomsoever sees an evil إذا رأى أحد منكم منكرا If any of you sees an evil Then change it with his hand If you are able and you have the authority If not Then change it with your speech Say something And if you're not even able to do that Then at least hate that evil in your heart Hate it in your heart And the Prophet ﷺ said That is the lowest of iman Or that is the weakest of iman Because if you were to able If you were able to change it physically That evil and stop it That would be a high level of iman And if you can't do that But you can change it with your tongue That would be another level But at the lowest level At least hate it in your heart If you can't stop that evil in any other way Also it mentions in another narration That the best of the believers and the strongest of the believers is who? But the hadith generally says, الْمُؤْمِنُ الْقَوِيُّ خَيْرٌ وَأَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِ الضَّعِيفِ وَفِي كُلٍ خَيْرٍ The strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. And all of them, there is goodness in them. The strong believer, the weak believer, they're all believers. So there's goodness in all of them. But the hadith does say, the strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. Who is the strong believer? Meaning the one who is strong in his iman. The one who is strong and higher in his iman is better and more beloved to Allah than the one who is weaker and lower in his iman. So certainly iman, it increases and it decreases. The more worship you do, the more your iman increases. The more you neglect worship and you do sins, the more your iman decreases. So that is something which is also proven in the Quran and the Sunnah that iman increases and decreases. Some of the people of innovation, they claim that iman never increases and never decreases. They say your iman is one constant level. And that is false. That is false. Everybody understands and everybody recognizes how sometimes their iman is stronger and how sometimes their iman is weaker. That is something everybody experiences and it is known. So this is from the belief of Ahl sunnah also upon the evidences. Another point to mention is that if Iman increases and decreases in people, that must mean that some people have more Iman and other people have less Iman. Meaning it is a belief of Ahl sunnah that everybody is on different levels of Iman. We are all on different levels of Iman. People of innovation say everybody has the same level of Iman. And that is wrong. People have different levels of Iman. People have different levels of Iman. Some have high levels of Iman and some have low levels of Iman. 
there is a hadith where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that in a dream he saw people wearing clothes, but their clothes were different lengths. Some were wearing a shirt which was very short, <coughs> only going up to their chest. Others wearing a shirt like a thobe, a garment, longer going up to their waist. Others wearing a garment down to their knees, others down to their feet. And he said, I saw Umar ibn al-Khattab, I saw Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu wearing a garment so long that it was longer than him, he was dragging it behind him as he was walking, that's how long it was. They said to him, this was a, a, like a dream the Prophet saw. So they said to him, مَا أَوَّلْتَ ذَلِكَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ How did you interpret this dream, O Messenger of Allah? What is the interpretation of this, that people were wearing different length garments? The Prophet ﷺ said, the interpretation of it is, Iman, a deen. The ones who had the short shirts, their Iman was small. The ones who had the longer shirts, that is an indication of the greater Iman they had. And Sir Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, the Prophet saw him wearing a huge long shirt, dragging it behind him, it was so long. Indicating the great level of Iman of Umar radiallahu anhu. So no doubt people are at different levels of Iman. People are at different levels of Iman. And when you think about the religion, there are three levels to the religion. There are three overall levels to the religion. Mentioned in the hadith of Jibreel. When Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and said to him, asked him three main questions to start with. He said, Akhbirni anil Islam. Tell me about Islam. In that famous hadith, when Jibreel came to the Prophet ﷺ and started asking him some questions. The first question Jibreel asked the Prophet ﷺ in Sahih Muslim, the hadith. Tell me about Islam. So the Prophet ﷺ told him about the five pillars of Islam. Then Jibreel said, tell me about Iman. So the Prophet ﷺ told him about the six pillars of Iman. Then Jibreel said, tell me about Ihsan. And so the Prophet ﷺ told him about Ihsan. Those three are the three levels of the religion. Islam, Iman, Ihsan. The biggest level, and you can think about it like circles. You have the wider outer circle, a big circle, the circle of Islam. Anybody who accepts Islam, accepts the Shahada, says it, then enters into the circle of Islam. They have entered into the fold of Islam. They are now Muslim. They now accept the Shahada and they enter into the circle of Islam. They are now a Muslim. That is the overall level. The bottom general level, you are a Muslim. You are upon Islam. You do the good deeds and you do the righteous deeds, but you may be sinning as well. 
but you're a Muslim. You are in the circle of Islam, you are a Muslim. Then as you increase in your worship and you increase in your obedience to Allah, and you do as much of the obligations, all of them of course what you are able, and you try to do as many of the mustahab actions as well, and you try to stay away from all of the haram, so you try to increase and increase and increase in your worship and stay away from the haram, you'll get into a smaller circle. First, you were just in the big circle of Islam. The more you increase and worship and work hard, you go up and up and up in your level of Iman and your ability and your practicing of Islam until you get to a smaller circle and get in there. That is the circle of Iman. Now you are at the level of being not just a Muslim, a Mu'min. You have now increased to the level of the smaller circle in the bigger circle. First you were just in the bigger circle, you went up and up and up and you got into the smaller circle, the circle of Iman. Now you're a Mu'min, performing all of the worship, staying away from the Haram as much as you can. You are now in the level of Mu'min because of your improved worship and obedience and everything you've been doing. Then you carry on. You carry on worshipping. You carry on upon obedience. Doing all of the obligations and all of the mustahabbat. Staying away from the haram and staying away from the makruh as well. And even if you commit sins, you seek repentance straight away from Allah. So you improve and you improve and you improve until you get into even a smaller circle. The smallest circle in the middle. You get into that smallest circle in the middle which is the circle of ihsan. You are now a muhsin. You are now a muhsin. Allah said in the Quran, "Inna Allah ma'alladina taqaw waladina muhsinun." Allah is with the muhsinun. Allah is with the people of ihsan. That is the highest level. So when you're just general, you are in the level of Islam. You're a Muslim. You may be doing sins, you may be doing this, that, but you're a Muslim. You're in the level of Islam, you're a Muslim. But you improve and improve and improve, you get into the smaller circle of being a mu'min, iman. Then you improve and improve and you get to the even smaller circle of ihsan. You are now at the highest level, the highest circle, muhsin. These are three different levels mentioned in the Quran. Three different levels uh, that a person can be upon in his iman. The level of just Islam, the level of iman, the level of ihsan. And that's why if somebody says to you, if somebody says to you, are you a mu'min? What do you say? Inshallah. You don't know if you're mu'min or not? You don't know if you're mu'min? So what is somebody going to be if they're not mu'min? Kafir? So if somebody says to you, are you mu'min, what are you going to say? Yes or no? Inshallah, so you're not sure if you're a mu'min. What do you say? If somebody says to you, are you a mu'min? Alhamdulillah. Huh? Alhamdulillah. Allah ya'alam. Allah ya'alam. ya'alam. He's saying yes. 
So you don't know if you're mu'min? Matadri yani, anta muslim ula kafir? Alhamdulillah. ايش يعني? Alhamdulillah, ana muslim, ana mu'min ula So when a person asks you, are you a mu'min? It could mean two things. It could mean he's asking you, have you reached the level of iman? Have you reached that circle? Are you high level Muslim now? You've been doing all of your worship, everything. Have you got into the circle of iman? Are you a mu'min like that? If that's what he means, then you say, Insha'Allah. Insha'Allah I am in that circle. Allah alam. Insha'Allah I am in that circle. What about the circle of Islam? If somebody says to you, are you in the circle of Islam? Then you say, yes. absolutely. You cannot say inshallah now. Somebody says, are you in the circle of Islam? If you say, I don't know inshallah, it means you don't know if you're Muslim or not. <laughs> so Islam, somebody asks you, of course, yes. The Iman circle, the Ihsan circle, somebody asks you, are you that one, that high? Then you say, inshallah, inshallah. But, Sometimes maybe somebody says to you, are you mu'min? And they mean, are you Muslim? If that's what they mean, then you say, yes, definitely. So you need to know, what do they mean? When they say to you, are you Muslim? Are they talking about, uh, when they say to you, are you mu'min? Are they talking about just Muslim in the big circle? You're a mu'min, meaning you're a Muslim? Then you say, yes. But if they mean, are you mu'min? Have you got to the high circle? Then you can't say, yes, definitely. Who do you think you are? Maybe you are not. Maybe you are a sinner. How do you know you're in that circle? How do you know you're so good Muslim? Then you just say, inshallah. Inshallah, I hope that I'm at that level. So you understand the difference? Hmm. So this is about the iman. Then we now talk about the belief in the six pillars of iman. Firstly, the first pillar of iman is the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala incorporates what? Somebody asks you, what's your iman in Allah? You Muslims, iman in Allah, what do you mean? Basically, your iman in Allah means Three basic things. Iman in the Rububiyyah, Iman in the Uluhiyyah, and Iman in Al-Asma'u-Sifat. The Rububiyyah of Allah is that you believe, you have Iman, Allah is Al-Khaliq, Al-Malik, Al-Mudabbir. Allah is the Creator, the Sustainer, the Provider, the One who gives life and death. The One who gives life and death the one who takes out the death and the one who gives life, he is the one who can do that alone. Nobody else has the ability to give life or to give death. Nobody else has the ability to send down the rain and the fruits and the vegetation for us. Nobody else controls the universe. So your iman in Allah, number one is, iman in the rububiyah of Allah. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. He is the Rabb of all of us in everything. Gives us the food, the water, the life, everything. Then also number two, Iman in the Uluhiyah of Allah. That you worship Him alone. La ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah. There is nobody deserving of worship in truth except Allah. 
وهذا معنى لا إله إلا الله لا معبود بحق إلا الله there is no deity worthy of worship and truth except Allah so you do not split your worship you make it purely and sincerely for the sake of Allah every act of worship you do وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا The masajidah for Allah alone, so do not call upon any others besides Allah. وَعَبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا Worship Allah alone and do not commit any shirk with Him. الْأُلُوهِيَّةِ And thirdly, the names and attributes. الرحمن, الرحيم, these are from the names and attributes of Allah. You believe in all of those names and attributes of Allah. وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the most beautiful and perfect of names. All those three parts are your iman in Allah. Your iman in Allah is those three parts. Then after that we come on to the... In fact, before we come on to the next one, from those three parts then, iman in the rububiyyah of Allah... Iman in the uluhiyya of Allah. Iman in the names and attributes of Allah. The mushrikeen at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, did they believe in those three parts or not? Which ones did they believe in? The rububiyyah. Anna al-kuffar, alladhina qatalahum rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, كانوا مقرين بأن الله هو الخالق الرازق المدبر وأن ذلك لم يدخلهم في الإسلام. They used to agree and believe that Allah is the one with the rububiyyah. He is the Rabb, He is the Lord, He is the Creator, the Provider, the Sustainer, the one who controls all the universe. They believed in all of that, but they did not enter into Islam. Allah mentioned in the Quran what? قُلْ مَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَمَّنْ يَمْلِكُ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَبْصَارِ أَوَ الْبَصَرِ نعم الأبصار What does this ayah mean? What is the purpose of this ayah? When they are asked قُلْ مَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ Who is it that gives you the sustenance from the heavens and the earth? If you were to ask those kuffar Who is the one who gives you the sustenance from the heavens and the earth? And who is the one who controls the hearing and the eyesight? وَمَنْ يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتِ مِنَ الْحَيِّ Or the other way around. Who is the one who takes out the life from the dead and the dead from the life? Who does that? Then they will all say to you for all of those things, that it is Allah. They will say to you all of those things it is Allah. They believed Allah is the one who is the sustainer, the provider, the one who gives the food, gives the drink, the one who takes out life from the dead and gives death to the ones alive. They say Allah does all of that. So then say to them, Do you not fear? Do you not fear in that case? You believe Allah is the one who does all of those things, but you don't single him out for worship. So they used to believe in the rububiyah of Allah, but they did not enter into Islam because they did not believe in the uluhiyyah. They did not make their worship purely and singled out for Allah alone. They split their worship between Allah and the other deities. And as a consequence of splitting their worship between Allah and the other deities, that constitutes shirk. 
As Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ They take other partners alongside Allah and they love them just like they love Allah. So they split their worship between Allah and these other deities. And as a consequence, that is shirk. And so they do not enter into the fold of Islam. So just because you believe in the rububiyyah does not enter you into Islam. Just because you believe in rububiyyah. Rububiyyah and uluhiyyah and al-asma'u wa-sifat. Must believe in all of the categories. That is the iman in Allah. Then comes the next category which is the iman in the angels. The iman in the angels, briefly we can say before going into detail next time. There are two levels of iman in the angels. A general level of iman in the angels and a specific and detailed level of iman in the angels. The general level of iman in the angels is that you believe in the existence of the angels and that Allah has created the angels. Generally you believe in the angels. The specific iman in the angels is to believe in the names of the ones that we know and the jobs of the ones that we know. And all of the other details that are mentioned about the angels. Do they eat for example? Do they have children for example? What are they made of? All of these details are in the sunnah. Mentioned in the Quran and the sunnah. So inshallah from next session, those details are what we'll discuss. The iman in the angels. To discuss briefly, what are they made of? What did Allah create the angels from? What are their jobs? What are their names? Uh, do they get married? Do they have children? Do they uh, eat? Do they sleep? Uh, are they male? Are they female? Do they have wings? How many wings? All of those details about the angels. Iman in the angels. We'll begin from that point next week insha'Allah ta'ala. So we'll conclude upon that for tonight. Wa sallallahu ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. If there's any questions, you can take them. Others will leave it there. Uh, did the mushriks also have aspects of uh, belief in Asma wa Sifat? Correct, they did. To a degree, they had some belief in the aspects of the names and attributes too, and they rejected some aspects too. And uh, of Allah, does he reach the Muqsin level? Allahu alam if it is a qa'idah. I don't know if that is a principle, that the wali will be at the level of ihsan. But the righteous, they are the awliya of Allah. The righteous and the pious, they are the awliya of Allah. So we'll leave it there. Carry on next week at the same time, approximately 7 p.m. insha'Allah.